we're going to have a look at something here today. Uh, you might, uh, let's have a word of prayer first of all. Our Father, we just uh, pray and thank you, Lord, for this time. We can look into your word again. We thank you for your grace. Help us to understand these things. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're not going to go to a particular Bible verse right now. A little later on, we're going to go to a Bible verse. And uh, stay with me till the end of this, okay? Because you might not um, understand the first bit of it or appreciate it or you might not agree with it or something like that. But I just want to bring some things out to you, show you some things. And this is basically a study on a study of the Bible, uh, in particularly uh, word studies. You know, I like to do word studies, and we're going to do a little word study here today. The Bible says that uh, in Matthew, uh, is it 4 4? It says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So every word's important. Uh, every little word, every big word, every phrase, everything's very important to us, and we need to uh, uh, look into it and dig into it and see what's, you know, what's, what's going on there. Um, I want to just look at some, uh, something today. I'm going to look at the cross itself, the actual physical cross. There's one right there. Um, and, and look at that. We want to look at the word for a bit there, and then some of the things that uh, are, are said about that particular thing and what's popular with that and such. But like I said, stay with me, um, and we'll uh, um, discover something at the end here. Uh, the cross itself, it uh, comes from a, a Greek word, and I can't pronounce it, that's S-T-A-U-R-O-S, staros, or something like that, okay? We're going to look at that, and with that, I remember hearing a fellow one time who was very, very adamant that he believed that the cross that Jesus was crucified on was not one with a cross beam, it was just an upright pole, because you have, if you just take that definition of cross, and I'll read you the definition and some things about it and such like that, and then we'll, <clears throat> excuse me, look at some, something else in the Bible in regards to it. It denotes primarily an upright pole, uh, a stake on such malefactors who are nailed for execution. We know that, and it's in the origins of it. I think it comes starts with the Greeks or something. No, actually it was Chaldea or something like that. Anyways, it's a horrible thing, isn't it? But the thing is, uh, 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 there are uh, people that say that it was just a, an upright uh, uh, stake, and it was did not have a cross beam. Well, let's just continue with this thought for a moment here. Um, I'm told that both the noun and the verb stara, staru, staru, uh, uh, means to fasten to a stake or a pole. Uh, these are thought to be. This is thought to be distinguished from the ecclesiastical form of a two-beam cross, okay? the shape of which had its origins in Chaldea and was used as a, a symbol of Tammuz. If you're familiar with those things, you have the T there, and they say that's where um, they believe that this came from, using that T. Um, it was a symbol of Tammuz in that country and in adjacent lands, including Egypt. Now, by the middle of the third century, the churches, the third century, like three, uh, up to 300 BC or just before that, um, the churches had either departed from or had uh, travested certain doctrines of the Christian faith. Things were um, not going so well. You had other things. I think the Roman Catholic Church started up at that time. But I just would say a side note on that God always had his 
church of true believers, okay? No matter what the others did and went off on this tangent or whatever, there always was a, uh, a, a true church, okay? May not have been as big as some of those uh, other things at times, but anyways, but that's what that that's what that is. But by the third century, things started to go kind of awry with uh, uh, some of the doctrines. Uh, they either uh, uh, departed from some doctrines or just kind of messed them up. And the thought is that in order to increase the uh, prestige of the apostate ecclesiastical system that was at that time, pagans were received into the churches apart from regeneration by faith. You know, that's what's happened. Basically, they wanted to uh, get more people in and such like that. And, uh, uh, and they just let anybody come in, basically. And then they started to uh, bring the pagan things in, mix them up, and then you have some things that um, we see uh, some of that today even. Received into the churches apart from regeneration by faith. And we know that that's the only way that a person can be truly saved is faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay? We know that. <clears throat> uh, and they were uh, permitted to largely to retain their pagan signs and symbols. And, uh, and we're told that, um, hence we have the T in its most frequent form and the crossbar, or with the crossbar lowered. They have the T for Tammuz is what we're being told. And it was adopted to stand for the cross of Christ. <clears throat> so we have that. <clears throat> excuse me. We have that, and we see, and we're told. Uh, um, I don't know how, if it's very widely uh, believed or whatever. But there are segments and people that believe this. Um, so and we see why, okay? Because you take that word right there, staros, and it means an upright pole. It could be that. So my question is, okay, what does the Bible say? Okay, then we want to do that. So we want to go and study some words under the Bible. We studied this word here. We got the meaning of it. It denotes primarily an upright pole or stake. It's uh, malefactors were nailed for execution. Sometimes they used an X form, didn't they? So, but we want to find out um, if this is correct, if it was what Jesus was crucified on was an upright stake. Does the Bible show us that, or how can we find that out? And yet I believe we can find it out we have to do another word study, okay? So we're going to do that. So now I want you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 20. <clears throat> Excuse me. To John chapter 20. Um, and we want to go to verse 24. We'll start there. John chapter 20, verse 24. It says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. As Jesus had after his uh, resurrection, and Thomas wasn't there the first time, you know, and you know what he he what he said. Now, verse 25 is what we want. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hand the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now what we have here is we have 
in the scripture, um, we have the word nails used two times and the word is plural. Okay? Now if that means anything to us, we could say that if it was an upright uh, pole, they would have used one nail. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. your hands would be stretched up, I can't do that. <laughs> You'd have one. Um, but we have plural there. So that's not um, uh, conclusive enough. We want to take one more, let's look at one more verse here, which I believe will give us uh, um, an idea, a better idea of what's taking place. But that, that could be used or used as an argument for the cross with the uh, upright beam, okay? Plural, plurality of nails in his hands, okay? If it was an upright pole, his hands would have been brought up and one through both of that. And that's how they would do that with the pole. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we want to go over to John chapter 21 just for a moment here. Now, this is the one I want to look at and go down to verse 18. Uh, the Lord Jesus is talking to Peter. He's just talked to Peter about, Peter, do you love me? Remember we said uh, three times, do you love me? And Peter answered him, you know that I love you. Um, and the Lord was saying, Agape, Peter, do you have a self-sacrificing love for me? And Peter answers, Lord, you know that I cherish you. Okay? That's what the definition of those two words, two different words there. Um, and then, then the Lord tells him at the end of verse 17, he says, Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Now there's a whole other study there, a whole lot of other things, but we want to go into verse 18, and I think that this shows us the importance of studying the words as the Spirit of God gave them. We may not find it in our language here, but when we go back to look at the original language that the Spirit of God used in the Greek language, we might find something very, very interesting here. In verse 18, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. We want to look at one word here, and uh, I'll give us some more information on this topic. Was it an upright pole, or was it the cross? Did they use a cross beam? Or was Jesus crucified on a pole, or with a cross beam, cross as, as we think of it. So we want to look at that. So what we want to do um, is look at that word stretch forth. Stretch forth. Okay. I'm not going to try and pronounce the word, <laughs> but that word stretch forth means to stretch out. Okay. And it begins with, in the Greek language, a lot of the times you have words and they have prefixes. A lot of different prefixes will change it means some things. I've got a chart in one of my books that I use uh, uh, that it, it's a chart for all the most common prefixes and showing where they, where, they, where they fit and what they mean and such and it's a diagram. Anyways, but this stretch forth means to stretch out. Um, if I try and pronounce it, I would see uh, e it's E-K-T-E-N-E-I-Z. Okay, Ectenes, doesn't matter how you remember, do you remember watching Bugs Bunny? When you're a kid pronouncing words and stuff, I like to pronounce them like Bugs Bunny. But here we have a word with a prefix on it. And the prefix is E-K, Ek. Now this prefix, Ek, means out of. 
out of it. Does it mean above? Okay, does it, there's a different, different one for above, the upon, the epi. It's out from. What we have is this, this um, word here means to stretch out from. Okay? <clears throat> he obviously did not have his hand stretched out. Peter was crucified, eh? That's what it means. He did not stretch his hands forward. He did not stretch them up. He stretched them out. Out from himself. The prefect shows us that. The word right there shows us that. Now, you can say, well, that's not much of a, well, I don't know, I think, I think it's a, a, a pretty, good, pretty good evidence. I personally do not believe it was a pole. I believe it was the upright, uh, the, with the cross with the upright. Based on the nails, based on this one particularly, there's a word used with a particular prefix on it, means to stretch out from. It was not stretch up, it was stretch out from. Sorry. I think word studies are very, very important. Uh, we're not trying to cause any problems and divisions or anything. You can believe whichever you want, and you, can't, you don't have to accept those things I've just said. I'm just saying it's interesting when we dig into the Word of God, when we look at it, we're going to find um, the answer to our questions. The answer to our questions. I believe with all my heart that that's what it was. It stretched out, and I believe it was a cross. There's something to think about. Just some information for you today. Um, interesting stuff. I, I, I enjoyed doing that. I, maybe you don't. Maybe you didn't enjoy this at all. But there's some information for you. If somebody comes along and says, no, it was this, it was this, say, well, here's something to think about. Just think about this. Every word that God has given is important. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And here we have a little wee prefix on a word that gives us some more information about the cross where Jesus died. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you for your grace now, Lord. And we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we have it in our hands, Lord. We thank you so much for, for your care, your love towards us and towards all of mankind that you've given and made a way way through Jesus Christ thy son if people would if anybody would believe and trust in Christ they would be saved so Lord we just thank you for that today and we thank you for all things in Jesus name amen